Hello, time for another 10-minute Tech Talk. And I must say that today's Tech Talk is kind of picking up where the previous Tech Talk left off. I was talking to parents and um, just those who are in contact with young people and helping to expose them to different areas um, so that they know what their options are. Don't just limit them to the obvious. Now, I that one thing led to another, and I started talking about myths when it came to STEM careers. And that then led us to the topic of math. So that's where we're going to start today is math. Those who struggle with math and even have a, a very real fear of math just completely lock up because of the feeling that they're going to fail or feeling that they're not good at it. So we hear that a lot about math. And, and how that came up as well is that a lot of times um, girls are said to not be good at math. And that concerns me. Girl, boy, it doesn't matter. Not there's let's wipe from our vocabulary that you're not good at math. There is no such thing. It's a matter of you finding the right style of learning and training and the approach to how math is presented to you so that it works with your learning style. Okay? So if we can just agree to that. It's not a matter of you're not good at math. It's that you haven't learned your style yet. So let's talk about that. That that leads to the whole topic of left brain and right brain. And we've all heard the whole concept. And this part is scientific. So since we're talking STEM here. Scientists have explored theories about the two hemispheres of the brain and the ways that they differ in function and control of the body. According to recent research, people who are right brain dominant and those who are left brain dominant process information and respond in different ways. So many of us have heard how the right brain dominant people are guided by more of their emotions and intuition and the right hemisphere, while the left brain people respond to sequential, logical, and, that, and are guided by their left hemisphere. So to a great deg degree, your personality is shaped by your brain type. Okay, So there's left brain and there's right brain. So you, you have to ask yourself, and a lot of times what people will say is those who are right brain are more artistic and uh, like to design things, okay? Very visual. Whereas those who are left brain, the logical, the analytical, uh, process-oriented, um, and even what some might say more of the deep 
thinkers and to kind of the intellectual aspects of things, that would be your left brain. Okay? Now, with that said, because the two sides of the brain are different and people may dominate one side or the other, that means that their study habits, their homework, how they approach their homework, and ultimately their grades often reflect whether they're left brain or right brain. What classes that more excite them and they respond to, and then that's going to reflect on which ones they get the better grades in. Now, adjusting your study methods can help that same person be successful in the area of math. So a lot of it has to do with your study method um, and, and how you shape and just understanding what your challenges are and meeting them head on. So that's where a concept of what they call the brain game comes in. Again, if you're the type of person who is more of the creative person, um, and some might even say kind of dreamy, they're always kind of thinking in hypotheticals and uh, fantasizing what could be, well, make math problems into just that, a game. A game where they're saying, well, what if? Okay. Um, and the great thing is, is that I applaud school teachers. I'm seeing a phenomenal amount of creativity in the classroom. And what I will also say, and I often do say this, is that if the schools and the teachers aren't doing it, for your child, or if you happen to be uh, the child that uh, yourself that's listening to this podcast, then what I would say is if the schools aren't doing it for you, then that doesn't mean that there are other means for to, in order to do it for yourself. So don't be what I consider passive aggressive, where you're not going to do something because someone else should be doing it. The only person who is suffering is you. So find other means. Does your church group have any type of tutoring? Does the library have any type of tutoring? Does another student, can you pay them uh, to help tutor you? That's all the things that you have to ask yourself. And then ultimately, even as parents, investing in your students getting a coach. There is nothing wrong with having a coach, a mentor, or a tutor in math. And especially if the parents act like it is something that is frowned upon, then the student certainly isn't going to ask for or embrace the idea of having a tutor. But think of it just like in sports. Imagine, let's take it to the high school level. At what high school level, no matter what natural talent your child may have, would you put them out there to play a sport without a coach? 
every sport has a coach. Why can't every class have a coach? So if you're struggling with math, then you need a math coach. And it just so happens, I we interviewed a phenomenal math coach. Her episode is actually uh, in our archives. And um, she's a phenomenal uh, math coach. She makes it fun and breaks it down and, and just uses different techniques till she finds ones that resonates with that particular individual. Now, the only caveat is, my particular uh, math coach that I'm referring to is in Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. So it might be a bit of a drive, but she does do some online as well, some online both coaching and webinars. So if you're interested in more information about that, be sure and send me an email at technologyexpresso at gmail.com. But... Again, taking this all into consideration, be creative. And and parents, again, where the schools are failing, then find a way. One of the most important things is just making math and problem solving relevant. I'll say it again, making it relevant. So whether you're at the restaurant and you're splitting a pizza, talking about point out that this effect is fractions and have them calculate how many pieces per person or how many slices do you have to have. Uh, You know, uh, another fun example is have them draw up their dream home and calculate the square, square footage. That's an example. When you go to a restaurant and you're looking at menu items and the uh, sizes and portions uh, for the price that you're paying, have them make a, a word problem or math problem out of it. So as parents, helping them find the math in their everyday world, calculating the cost of a meal, Calculating what percentage each person spent on a total bill at a restaurant. These are fun activities. Uh, These are, if not fun, at least relevant activities. Things that they can tie math and math problems to. Um, Again, whether it's the menu in the restaurant building your dream home and figuring out the square footage. It can be um, going to a grocery store and carrying prices between the size of the container and the actual price. Again, there are a lot of resources. They weren't always out there. So now we're very fortunate to have all of these great resources. So take advantage of them. Leverage them. And again, don't shy away from a math coach. Even if you are in the Cleveland area, if you want to get advice from our math coach on how to help young people love math, and that's her ultimate goal when she takes on a client. She wants them living there loving math. Listen to our archive episode. And again, I just want to thank you for listening and continue to listen, 
learn, leverage, and launch. Thanks.